Welcome to A to Z Sports. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jonathan Crompton in for Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports and our Facebook page, Instagram, A to Z Sports, and YouTube as well. We are powered by BetMGM. And we got to thank all of our sponsors before we get officially going because they help you guys out uh, and us to make the show happen. Renterswarehouse.com, the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. Mandu, the pulse of fitness for one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Calvin and Subtle for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings. CalvinandSubtle.com to find their great flooring options for you. Wilson County Hyundai for your new ride. Check them out, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, uh, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care right there, boneandjointtn.org. So, Crump, it's been a while since we've talked like publicly, right? Besides yeah. just text messages back and forth during the whole uh, coaching shirts the Vols had throughout the month of January. So I haven't gotten your, your actual public comments and your feelings on Josh Heupel being the Vols head coach. So I'll let you start. How do you feel about uh, Josh Heupel, the first real true quarterback guy the Vols have had in a long time? Right out of the gate, right? Just let's just do it. Yeah. The Friday, let's just get right into it, man. I, I, I like it. I, no, I like the hire. I think it's a, I think it was a kind of a thing. Hire once uh, Danny White got the job. I kind of I knew the high bowl was going to be interviewed. You're going to interview your own guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like the hire. If you look what he's done, um, not just in his playing career, but in his coaching career, going from Oklahoma, and I'm going to bring that up a little later. Okay. But at Oklahoma, you know, over to Missouri, UCF. I know everybody's going to say, "Oh, the UCF went down, blah blah blah." But you know what, dude? That's just football. That's part of football. He still put up numbers. He still won ball games, and especially in a crazy year like that. So I like the hire um, as far as him, younger guy, energetic guy. But you know, he he knows he's got an uphill battle. Very uphill. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely does, and so I like it too. Uh, and Rob says, joking. Remember, uh, Heupel was the first choice from Danny White, even though he did fly around the country. He did talk to some big names like Matt Campbell and James Franklin uh, and uh, the guy we're about to talk about, Tony Elliott. And I found this very interesting. Zach Reagan, our Vols writer at com, put this out yesterday about uh, Tony Elliott having a comment about why he turned down uh, the Tennessee job. And this was coming from the state that covers Clemson. So Tony Elliott, Clemson offensive coordinator, said uh, why he did not take the head coaching job. He's been an OC for a long time, waiting for an opportunity. He said, quote, there's going to be high expectations wherever I go because of where I'm leaving. So really want to be in a position where we have a legitimate opportunity to win. I want to be in a situation where I can hunker down and really fully invest in the community, fully invest in the institution and the program, build something special. So the bottom line, an opportunity to win and win the right way that's interesting. What are your thoughts on that com- those comments from Tony Elliott about why he did not take the Tennessee job? Because I feel we'll talk about what it means for Josh Heupel, but Tony Elliott's at Clemson where he's going to be playing for national championships and coaching for national championships for a while, yeah. but basically saying, like, I need to go where I know I can win. Man, you, I don't think – I think you might not agree with what I'm going to say here. Okay. okay. I think he's setting himself up to be Clemson's next head coach, coach and waiting. Um, I say that personally is why I think he's saying this 
because if you go back and you look at the longest tenure guys, Dabo was in the top six. All right. He's not getting any younger. Nick Saban is a year ahead of him. Then you've got, you know, the uh, Kirk Ferris and Gary Peterson and Mike Gundy. Mm-hmm. That th- those guys, they're not getting any younger. He's been at Clemson. He's a graduate of Clemson, and they just raised his pay to what, two million, I think it was, yeah, to be right. in, to be OC. Right. So I think he's setting himself up to be a head coach and waiting um, at Clemson is the only reason why he's saying something like that. Because otherwise, where are you going to go if if you're taking a head coaching job? That means somebody is a either gotten fired, so it's not a great job at the time. Or B, or I guess there's two other, uh, you know, B and a C. B being he left for a better job, which means it's not that great of a job when they retire. That's, those two don't happen very often. So you're not going to get a win win right now situation as a first time head coach, unless you're a coach and waiting at, at a place like Clemson where they just gave you a eight hundred thousand dollar raise. It makes sense. Like I, you, you preface that with I'm not going to like it, but I, I think it absolutely makes sense. Now, like how okay. long? How long would Tony Franklin or Tony Elliott, Tony Franklin, Tony Elliott be waiting at, at Clemson? Because, like, I don't see Dabo as a guy who wants if, to go If to you're NFL. paying me $2 million, man, hey, tell me how long you want me to wait. You're paying me $2 million, now I'm just going to get an escalator every two years. Right. Right. So these, Ethan, agents, these agents aren't dumb. Nick Saban, I don't know if he still does, but he used to have this contract. If you want a national championship, he's automatically the highest paid guy in the country no matter what. Right. Right, so Jason oh. Lloyd brings this up. Dabo to Bama after Saban retires, and then that's where I was going Elliott. next. Yeah, I was about to go. But like, what year is that going to happen? Because right now, Nick Saban's got Alabama rolling so well, like there's no point in retiring over the next in the next five years. So is Tony Elliott going to sit and wait for five more years? Uh, or Adam, we don't even know how long that timeline's going to yeah. be. But Dabo, I, I don't see Dabo as an NFL guy. I, I no. Dabo should. I think just sit at Clemson and rack up as many championships as he can, especially after Nick Saban retires, because now your biggest competition just retired and you can dominate your conference and then dominate the playoff. Uh, So, you know, Tony Elliott, I I, I don't know. Like I agree with that might be the case. It's just a long way to play. It's, it's a long shot about Saban retiring and Dabble taking over, but it's always fun to speculate. Do I think it's going to happen? Hell no. Right. Because why would you leave one place to go to a place that is on the same level to possibly not meet expectations? But I'm just saying, to me, Elliot, otherwise, where are you going to get a win-now job? You're just not. First-time head coach. It's not going to happen. No, I'm with you there. A to Z Sports here live. Jonathan Crompton in for Zach Bingham. I'm going to read some comments uh, here. So, Elliot sounds like a guy looking for a cupcake path to the playoffs like what he has at Clemson. Lucci says – it's a terrible way to think. I would rather take a mid-table ta- mid program uh, to the top or uh, a low-tier team to the top because anybody can win when it's set up for you. Um, let's see. Uh, I, I, James says, does it show that Tony Elliott's not a good coach because he wants an easier road without much responsibility? I mean, I don't no, think it means no. a bad coach. Go ahead. I don't think he's a bad coach at all. Obviously, look what they've done. Um, I think it just shows that he's wanting his quote-unquote standard to be the winning that they've done at Clemson. You're not going to get that as a first-time head coach unless you're the coach and waiting at an already powerhouse. Otherwise, and if, if you can get it, somebody please tell me because I, I would love to see that and go, damn, I'm wrong because that, that's a good situation. What guys are going to retire? That it's a, As the list I just said, any of those guys retire? It ain't a win-now school. 
except Alabama, right? Iowa, yeah. Iowa, um, Oklahoma State, Utah, those schools are not win now. So if you're going to get somebody that retires, you're going to have also now a rebuilding stage. That's why the only school that makes sense for him is is Clemson. It, not in the next two to three years, but in the next six or seven years, maybe. He's young enough. And he's, dude, he's making $2 million living in Clemson, South Carolina. It's not that expensive to live there. That to me goes a long way. Yeah. So it's all, and now you think if you're another school, how are you going to entice somebody to come over at a mid major school when he's going to make more where he's at at Clemson? Clemson has set it up where he doesn't want to leave now. No, for sure. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, here's another comment Matt says basically, Elliot said he didn't think he could win at Tennessee. And look, Tennessee's got a lot going against it because obviously we know what happened and how it ended with Pruitt with NCAA sanctions looming and Josh Heupel taking the job. So now let's let's flip this conversation. Let's talk about it in from a stance of what does this say about Josh Heupel. So here's the question we want to ask and present to you guys. What character trait does it show in Josh Heupel that he took the Vols head coaching job? What character trait does it show in Josh Heupel that he actually took the Vols head coaching job? We'll read your comments and get Crompton and I's thoughts here in a second. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness, where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room from full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Guys, Mandu is for you because Mandu is for everybody. It doesn't matter how in shape you are, how out of shape you are, how old you are, how young you are. Mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. So go check it out if there's a location near you and they are growing like crazy. New markets in Birmingham, all over Florida. They're all over Texas. They're in Nashville, Memphis, coming to Charlotte if you're in the Carolinas. So mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Guys, go download BetMGM app right now. Sign up today. Use code A to Z Sports for risk-free up to $600 bet. If you're anything like me, you like to play parlays, right? <laughs> so go do this, right? It's fun. It makes it more interesting. BetMGM, the king of sports books, right? BetMGM app, app has innovative parlays, boosted odd specials, game props, and more. Go download BetMGM app today. All right, Jonathan Crompton in for Zach Bingham today. So the question is, what character trait does it show in Josh Heupel that he took the Vols job? Because I'm going to read the comments from Tony Elliott again uh, from the state. This is at our website, a to Z Nashville.com. Quote, there's going to be high expectations wherever I go because of where I'm leaving. So really want to be in a position where we have a legitimate opportunity to win. Bottom line, an opportunity to win and win the right way and have full support of everybody that touches the program. That's from Tony Elliott, who turned down the Vols job. So I'm going to read some comments. What character trait does it show in Josh Heupel uh, that he did take the Vols job? Rob says that he wants an, a, a challenge resilience from Dom. Uh, Matt says, not an attractive job, but the fact that Hypo wanting the job will make him a better coach. It means he's not afraid of the challenge of an uphill battle. Uh, Clayton says, hardworking, wants to be one that turns around the program. Danny has a good comment. It's either brave or stupid. <laughs> isn't that saying, uh, isn't that how the saying goes? Potentially, yeah. It could be brave or could be stupid. Jordan says, hard worker, not scared of a challenge. Dom adds, it shows that he's committed to being resilient. 
Juan says he, t- he likes a challenge. He was a quarterback, so he likes tough competition. I like that. Uh, let's see. I, Lucci said, I just hope we can get Tennessee back. So I'm tired of thinking, I'm tired of thinking this is our year. year. Uh, no doubt about that. Opportunistic yeah. says Ethan. Um, let's see more comments. I want to read here before I let, uh, uh, Crompton go. Evan says, I don't know. Tennessee is a better job than UCF, even with everything going on, which is probably true. And then Mookie says money talks. So Crompton, I'll let you go ahead and go. What character trait does it show in Josh Heupel that he was willing to take the Tennessee job when Tony Elliott and others turned it down? I'm going to go with courageous. I say that meaning he's kind of on the lines of what everybody else was saying. He's not afraid to take this challenge, not knowing in all reality everything that's going to happen with NCAA with us, not knowing a lot of stuff and understanding we are way behind the eight ball, right? This job, we talked about this kind of off air. It was going to take a special person to take this job in the moment we're in. The brand, Tennessee, and the power key goes a long way, right? Right now in the shape the program is, it was going to take somebody that had some bonus to really to want this. That's why I go with courageous. It It shows that he's not afraid and he's not going to back down and get these guys. And I saw a couple of comments um, from old UCF players that said, the reason why he was successful is he let us be us. Mm. That's the thing you got to, And that's what, that's the sign of a good coach to me is you let the players be themselves within the system. You cannot change them. If you change them, you make them robots. And if you look where he's been, that's he's done a, a damn good job of that. Yeah. So uh, Ronnie adds courageous right there too. Um, Matt adds it could be the next big time coach if he does turn it around. And yeah. Dylan says you don't become a, a coaching legend by taking a job with a team already on top and ready to win right now. Uh, so Juan likes your very courageous uh, comment right there. Um, and then you know Evan says he loves the practice videos that the Vols are putting up there, and that Jason adds that the let us be us is the opposite of Butch Jones, where Butch Jones was trying to smother. Uh, what these guys were doing. Sean adds I'm integrity. True to the word. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, I have to change. You can't, you can't tell everybody, oh, hey, we're going to beat you down and build you up. We're gonna, it's not, that's not the way of football or not the way of sports and life anymore. You've got to understand that everybody comes from a different background, right? Yeah. And you've got to, you've got to coach everybody fairly, but understand their personalities may be different. We haven't had that in a long time. For sure. And Rob says, uh, dude, the practice videos have been weird. I think they've been weird, but again, maybe that's just because the guys on the team got a little weird going on. And there's nothing wrong with being weird. I'm weird as hell. No. Maybe maybe we need some weird in our lives. Like, legit. Maybe we need more weird because at the end of the day, our not weird stuff is not working. That's what I I was literally going to say weird works. Weird works. If you let these kids be themselves and if they're weird, then let them be weird. And as Lucha says, I just think it makes them closer. Now, look, they're setting themselves up for meme disaster when they're blindfolding them each other and going through drills because I know as soon as there's a missed tackle from a Vols linebacker, here's the blindfold meme coming out about been preparing for this day, right? So there's some weird memes. There's some weird stuff going on. But I do think it is showing that they're allowing them to be creative they're allowing them to have fun and and really you know open up and not feel like they're stuffed in a box. Exactly. And here's the thing. Today's world, call it like it is. 
you're always going to have somebody in today's world that makes a meme about something just to get attention. I promise you those players do not care about those memes. They care about what you're saying. I'm close with their teammate. Actually getting to know that teammate, knowing where they come from. When you get to know somebody personally inside of a locker room and you know them, you know where they're from, you know their parents' names or their brother and sister name or whatever, it makes you, honestly, it makes you want to play harder for that person. You understand why they are the way they are. And it seems like that's what they're trying to do. I could be wrong on that, but just from those videos, it seems like they're trying to make these everybody trust each other a little more. Because if you trust somebody, it means you obviously got to know that person a little bit. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We haven't, like I said, we haven't had that in a long time in this program. A long time. So I, I am encouraged to see that. It may not pay off this year. The odds are it won't this year. This is a long haul, and I go back to what Randy Sanders used to say when I was getting recruited. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Right now in the state of this program, this is the ultimate time to understand this is a marathon with a new coach in really bad times. So we're not going to win the national championship this year. But what we can do is get better each day, right, and understand that in the next three or four years, now we might have a chance. For sure. Rob adds that the roster needs a lot of work. Uh, Brent says, we'd much rather have Josh Heupel over Tony Elliott as Heupel's had three years of head coaching experience. And that leads me to answer the question of what character trait does it show in Josh Heupel uh, that he took the head coaching job at Tennessee? And Bill adds in testicular fortitude, which is a way more creative way of my answer of just confidence. Confidence in his own abilities to not back down from a challenge and to step up and really go head first into something that knowing it's going to be hard. And obviously there's some yeah. comfort level with his AD at UCF being his boss at Tennessee. Like that makes everybody feel a little bit more at ease because there's the familiarity there. Obviously Danny White hired Josh Heupel now a second time uh, at Tennessee. And so you feel like that they have an understanding of how they can accomplish the goals that they're setting and the confidence that they can actually go achieve those goals. Because I don't remember hearing Josh Heupel in his press conference saying, we're here to win the SEC East, or we're here to be SEC champions. Because most of the time, coaches say stuff like that, because why not? You're in a press conference, you're trying to get people to like you and get retweets, right? But I, I don't remember hearing that. And maybe that's just because he's being realistic and understands that they can't even talk about that stuff right now. It, that's actually a good point. And I, I like what you said, though, as far as Danny White hiring him the second time, his familiarity. Well, look at – now, I understand if you look at his track record, right, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong on how I'm saying his name, Halsley, right, the QB coach. I, Is that how you pronounce I've it? i Halsey. Yeah, Halsey. Okay. I, like I said, I, I don't want to mispronounce it. Yeah. Um, I know he hasn't necessarily been a full-time quarterback coach. He's, he's been an assistant quarterback coach, all this stuff. But under Hypo. Mm-hmm. Coached under Heupel. He knows his system. He knows how he coaches, right? That's the stuff that helps rather than it being a new coach and I'm hiring all new staff that doesn't know my system, doesn't know me personally, doesn't know my family, doesn't know how I coach. He's hiring uh, not everybody because it's just the way of the world, but the core base, it seems like he's at least had guys that have been around him understand what he wants in a system. So when you have that, the learning curve is quicker, right, or shorter. 
mm-hmm. that players now trust that, hey, he, he brought somebody he knows, so maybe I can trust us a little more. Every coach is going to say, oh, we want to be a family. Oh, we want to be a family every time. The players have to feel that. And at least it starts with him hiring people that he has been with prior and most recently at his last job. Yeah, because the the new guys have to learn the, the the new system, and so it's easier to not have to teach the coaching staff the new system and go out there yeah. and have the guys the teaching. That's what we're going to get to next here on A to Z Sports on a Friday. Jonathan Crompton in for Zach Bingham. The two most important things for Josh Heupel to accomplish in spring practice. We're about to get uh, to that section here, and, and, and Crompton's. I don't know if anybody else has played college football who's watching the show right now, but Crompton's been through a Vols spring practice with a brand new head coach before. So as a quarterback, so I, I am intrigued in what he has to say about what these guys are about to go through later this month when spring practice begins. So the two most important things for the Vols to accomplish in spring practice, but real quick, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai and WilsonCountyHyundai.com. That is where you guys should go for the new vehicle. The Hyundai brand is booming. It really is. They have some incredible cars and, and vehicles at Wilson County Hyundai, the new Hyundai Palisade, that's that third row SUV, the big SUV they've got at Hyundai, is phenomenal. Uh, me and Zach drive that once a month, just whip it around the block whenever we go out to Wilson County Hyundai. It's got all the features. It's got the snow mode. We I could have used that a couple weeks ago here in Nashville because I couldn't get my car out for almost a full week. But the snow mode in the Hyundai Palisade would have made life easier. Also, they've got uh, many different SUV models and, and sedan models, models as well. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. Guys, BetMGM, let's go. Everybody, let's spend money, let's make money. Download the BetMGM app today. Use code A to Z Sports to receive a risk-free up to $600 bet, right? BetMGM is the king of sports books. They have innovative parlays, boosted odds specials, and game props and more. Download the BetMGM app. Go play these parlays. Get ready for March Madness. Trust me, it's fun. Doesn't matter if you like the team or not. It makes it more fun to watch. Download the app today. Yep, visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Here live, Zach Bingham is out. Jonathan Crompton is in on this Friday. Zach will be back on Tuesday. Uh, from his uh, annual ski trip, yeah, and the the Long one game, vacation. the one game parlays on the BetMGM app are fantastic. Uh, I won the Grizz Bucks game one game parlay last night, which I was very excited about because Kansas really screwed me over in my other college basketball parlay. But we'll talk about that later on, and we actually have um, our A to Z Sports Pick Show coming up later this afternoon that I am filling in for our guy, Alan Bell. So that's at 2 p.m. Central time. So Crompton, the two most important things to accomplish in spring practice for the Vols are what? Well, we kind of touched on one of them and the word is trust. Okay. Okay. And just from top to bottom, trust in the, the, all the new, you know, getting Scott Altizer, who is, by the way, he's just, they say in Canada, he's a beauty, right? Getting him back was a plus. But getting from all the way down from Scott, Danny White, all the way down to the last player on the roster, everybody needs to trust each other, right? And he started that with these little funny videos, but he started that. And then the second thing, from an actual football side, I mean, we've got to have competition at every position, and it needs to be in a day-to-day grind. Just straight up, it doesn't matter if you're the starting quarterback, 
backup holder, doesn't matter. Everybody needs competition every day because, that, I mean, look, at that's what Bama's done. I mean, hell, they pulled Jalen Hurts 26-2 in the national championship game, right? Yep. Everybody needs to understand that, yes, you're playing now, but we're always looking for somebody better. That's just the way of football. So that starts this Every position needs to have competition and because competition makes you better, right? And if you're and if he needs to understand, and I think he does, if there's guys that shy away from competition, that's not who we want. No, I, I don't I don't disagree with that. And there was one thing that I thought was interesting that Alex Golish, the new uh offensive coordinator for Josh Heupel, said is the opposite of what you normally hear. He actually said that in spring practice, they were going to throw as much as they can at these guys and see who can handle the most and then go from there. Normally it's like, yeah, we're going to start slow and see how much they can handle and then build on top of it. He was like, screw that. Let's Let's, just fire it all in there. Let's drink water out of a fire hose and see who can, uh, who can do the best. And then I actually loved that idea because it was so different from most coaches around football. I love it. It's me. As soon as you said that, what instantly came to mind was if you can dodge a range, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> yeah. right? Just That's what came to my mind. I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. Cause that's, that's I mean, it's just, it, that, that's what you want. You want the coach to hear that or just say that, but you want them to actually do it. I believe they're going to do that. Um, How that, feasible. First off, well, that's, it's a, depending on how complex their system is, it's actually, it is feasible because now here's the thing in today's world, the transfer portal is so big. What it's going to do is not only let you solidify who you want to compete when it comes to training camp and then let the other guys weed themselves out and get in the go ahead and enter their name in the transfer portal. Is that going to happen? Only time will tell, but that's what it does. It weeds them out, gets in the guys that you want. So now when training camp comes, you're on level two, not level one, right? Because you've already you've already thrown your whole system. Screw how the spring game looks. It is, dude. You're, they're playing cover three and cover four typically. Let's just throw up there and have, you know, throw seventy touchdowns. Blah blah blah. That doesn't get you any better, right? It's a great day for fans, but I'm hoping that it's one. Of, now it's this year's. We're throwing everything out there, and we're going to mentally mess with these guys to understand that they can get our complex system. And the guys that can't, it'll show. Uh, Dom says, don't don't throw the whole book at him, though. That's what Penny Hardaway has done here in basketball at Memphis. And it hasn't worked well in different sports, but it works the same. It, it, it Man, says, basketball, I, nobody will ever convince me. I don't wrong. I like watching basketball. It's fun. I like watching college better than NBA. But nobody will convince me that there's a whole book in basketball. <laughs> and I say that. I mean, I, no, 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 no. First off, guys, hey, they're way more athletic than I am. I'm not, so I'm not sitting here saying that I can go play at their level. Let me preference that. But if you watch these guys, yes, they're the old um, Dean Smith, you know, boxing one game, that's done. Right. It is mostly fast breaks now. It's yeah, it's concept, down, hey, let's go. Right? Yeah, it's, let's it's, go. Hey, we'll do a pick and roll here. But I, I don't see – now, it could be wrong. But I don't yeah, see I a lot played, of schematics anymore. I mean, good Lord. I haven't played organized basketball, like, for a high school team and, like, 11 years, 12 years. So I I don't even know like what sets look like, but for what it it, it feels like it's motion and it's more concepts than it is like set plays like you have uh, when it comes to football. So, you know, I do think now from your experience of running a bunch of different offenses, 
is a pro like how do you compare learning a pro style offense compared to like a wide open spread high tempo offense honestly it's not it's not much different it's how your brain processes information honestly um how do you correlate certain information to certain information you can't go hey my old a is now my new b right because then you can start overlapping right so it doesn't matter the system there's only so many Steps you can run. How do you get to that concept? Why are we getting that concept? That's the that's the learning curve, right? You can only run curl flat so many ways. You can only run seam with a dig so many ways. How do we get there with certain motions? Why are we attacking that in this system this way versus you know in the old system that way? That's where the big learning curve is going to be. It's not just now we're not just going to be straight drop back. We'll get a little more zone replay action. This and that. So now we might be reading a linebacker instead of the free safety, right? Might be reading the strong safety instead of the well backer. Those types of things. That's where it's going to be the most difficult for these guys is understanding why they're reading certain people versus the last system. Good answer. Good answer. So the two most important things for Josh Heupel to accomplish in spring practice, one is gaining trust. What was your second? Competition at every position. Competition in every position. Okay, let's talk about competition a little further, uh, because the like quarterback, it. the quarterback spot, is obviously a big deal. And I've got two guys on the screen right there. I got Harrison Bailey, who's played a handful of games, a handful of snaps in Orange, and then I've got Caden Salter, who is not. Caden Salter is uh, an early enrollee. He's on campus, which is a good opportunity for him so here i want to get crompton's idea of these quarterbacks because there's not just these two there's still brian mauer and there's hinden hooker which vols quarterback do you think will rise to the top in spring practice which vols quarterback do you think will rise to the top in spring practice but first let me tell you guys about renters warehouse and renterswarehouse.com the professional landlords in the nashville area renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for there's so many different ways you can use renters warehouse uh, to benefit uh, you and your family create extra cash flows by renting out your property you can sell your house and that's completely fine if that's what's is for you but long-term equity with rental property is what's booming in Nashville and renterswarehouse.com makes it so easy for you. So check them out. Find out how much your home can rent for at renterswarehouse.com. Guys, ones that are just tuning in, let me tell you one more time. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up today. It's awesome. Parlays all over the place, right? Use code A to Z sports to receive a risk-free bet up to $600. BetMGM is the king of sports books. Use it all the time. Awesome, right? We're going to get in that a little further later. Betting Gym app has innovative parlays, boosted odds specials, game props, and more. Download Betting Gym app today. Yep, and later on today at 2 o'clock Central Time, I'll be joined by our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards, and we'll break down uh, the weekend's betting action, Tennessee, Florida, on Sunday, which is a massive game. Uh, I know Brian's got some thoughts on that in the upcoming SEC tournament. And also Friday parlay that I'm going to jump on in the in uh, we'll see what happens with that later on tonight, too. Here on A to Z Sports, Jonathan Crompton is in for Zach Bingham this morning. Which Vols quarterback do you think will rise to the top in spring practice? Crompton, how do you feel about this? I'll read a couple of comments, and I'm kind of on board. I, mine's a little different reason why. Okay. Right? 
the two guys, in my opinion, that have the easiest, not easy, but easier transition yeah. are Bailey and Salter. And here's why. Salter hasn't learned a college playbook yet. Bailey's only been in one for barely a year. Yeah. Right. The other guys, Mauer's been there for three, you know, three years. Booker's a grad transfer, been in the same system at Virginia Tech for multiple years. So it's a little harder because those are more ingrained in their mind. Right. So it's harder to kind of watch that info out. Bailey, hey, one year, I mean, watch that away. Salter's never even learned one. So those guys, have, in my opinion, have the advantage because they're not just because they're younger, because they haven't had as much college experience in the same playbook. So now it's a little easier transition because you can you can mold that mind a little easier as a coach. So you don't you don't have as much info to try to extract out of it. Right. That's the way I go about it. That's why I say those two. Um, but I can I'm gonna narrow it down to one. I'm gonna kind of make a bolder statement here for you. Okay. Right? All right. What year did Hypo get to Oklahoma as the QB coach? 2006. Who signed in that class? Who signed in that class? Was it Sam Bradford's year? That's my point. Everybody going, oh, he's got to have the super mobile guy. Sure as hell didn't have it with Sam Bradford. I'm not Sam Bradford was a decent, no, he was no, a decent athlete. It, it, and keyword of what is Bailey? A decent running athlete. No, he's an exactly. athlete with running the ball. He does not have – he's proven in a system that he runs, he does not have to have a guy that can run constant. he got to have a guy that can move and escape and avoid in the pocket and make the throws. Bailey proved that he can do that. Now, can he do it over the long haul of the year? Only time will tell. That's the reason why I say he gets an edge for me is because I always tell these quarterbacks that I'm training, if we can be great in a three-yard by three-yard space in the pocket, you can't be beat. But that's nine feet by nine feet. Right. Yeah. That's a pretty wide range in the pocket. If you can be great in that area, you can be great throwing the ball. Well, and I'll go back to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you have I've seen this stat, but I talked about this right after the after the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes covered four hundred and ninety-seven oh. yards in that game behind the line of scrimmage, scrambling. Tom Brady. 37 yards. Like, so that's exactly what you're talking about. Where if you can win in that three by three yard area, like Tom Brady did in the Super Bowl, then it's really hard to, to defend that. And if you go back and watch Sam Bradford at Oklahoma, that's the stuff he did. Yeah, he extended plays when you have to, but you've got to be able to still be a thrower when you're moving. And Bradford did a great job at it. So he's the number one pick, right? Yeah. I'm not saying Bailey is Bradford. That's not what I'm getting. I'm just saying, but if you go by Heifel's, Coaching resume, he's the most comparable because of playing style. That's why I'm going to give Bailey the edge because he stays a true passer all the time. I don't know about Salter. I haven't seen a lot of his high school stuff. I'm going off what I've seen at the collegiate level. He can run, but he doesn't have to run. Interesting. Interesting. Because I I, I want to see if I can pull something up and find something real quick because – um, I, I do, I do feel there was something that we played a couple weeks ago here on the show about uh, the quarterback position and who had the best opportunity. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it on the fly like this to play, but it was Trey Wallace talking on Buck Rising's podcast. Trey Wallace, now oh, here it is. So I'm going to upload this here in a second. Okay. So give me a second for this video to upload because I we had a conversation about who is the odd man out. And I, and I honestly felt like with Hendon Hooker 
coming from a more spread type offense at Virginia Tech. What you're saying about Salter and being fresh and how he ran the ball or how he ran the offense in high school. And then Brian Mauer's the wild card in this because Brian Mauer was recruited by Heupel at UCF out of Ocala, Florida. And so there's familiarity there. I think Brian Mauer will should not be the starter and will not really have a chance. I don't think he will be, personally. I think he's a good insurance plan. Like, I think he's a guy who can come in here and, and make sure, you know, he can make something happen if something drastic occurs on the field. Uh, I'm trying to upload this video from Trey Wallace, but basically well, – he's also, he's also really damn good wildcat packing. The threat of pass is still there. To change up, you know, here and there, and all, all when you do that, you all you do is make your uh, defense the following week game plan extra for him. Even if you know it's only gonna be two or three plays, because those two or three plays can beat you. So he might, in my opinion, he would be the guy. He might be listed as the number three, but he would be the first guy off the bench during the game for Wildcat packages. Right, because he he would have the ability to come in more cold. Yeah. And yes. could make something happen. Okay, here is the video. Trey Wallace talking on Buck Rising 615 Systems podcast about the Vols quarterback situation a couple weeks ago. When I just look at this system, I don't see Harrison Bailey as a, a quarterback in the system. And, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe and he'll probably prove me wrong. But I'm sure he's smart enough to pick up the offensive schemes. But do you run this type of offense with a Harrison Bailey type of quarterback? And that's not that's not a knock to Bailey. Bailey would work in other offenses, I think. Does it work with this one? Well, you have to find that out yet. Um, and then Brian Maurer. Brian Maurer is a guy that, you know what, he's got a great arm. Um, he's elusive. He's got to learn to be able to take a hit and not stay down for 20 minutes. But I, I think he, that that is the wild card of this one is Brian Maurer. Because when you really put it on tape, I, I think that the other two, South and Hooker, have the best opportunity right now to be able to pick up this offense and know what the quarterback coach wants and be able to get these guys, okay, you complete a pass, you're up, you're running the next play within 10 seconds. Because they were talking yesterday, the offensive coordinator was talking, look, by practice four or five, we want these guys to to be able to understand most of this offense so we can put in the work in the spring. And if that's the case, okay, they've, they've got about a month and 10 days to figure out how they want to go about this offense before everything gets started. And if I'm looking at it right now, I would have to say Hooker Salter would probably be the quarterback over Bailey. So he's more out on Bailey, and you, and you like Bailey Salter. He likes Hooker Salter. I, you know, I don't know how you feel about, <laughs> but you know, so you, you think Bailey has a legitimate chance in this offense. All right. So here's, here's my thing. Well, yeah. Cause all right. I'll just use this preference. What, what is the, what's the big difference in this type of system and the Oregon system? Um, I mean, it's, uh, I'm not, I'm not too sure. I know. Similar. Oregon- no, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty similar. I mean, nothing's going to be a hundred percent identical. Right. Right, and I guess like you know, McKenzie Milton, McKenzie Milton, and Mariota were very similar. So it depends on the quarterback. Like with okay. Gabriel well, last year, they weren't running as much zone read. Look at Herbert. Yeah, it's not like he's going to outrun anybody. It's not like he's going to go run for one fifty a game. A great coach adapts to his players. He lets them be them within the system. 
right? If you've got a guy, now, I, and like I said, I could be wrong on how it'll play because I'm not in those meeting rooms. But all I'm saying is, if you've got a coach that says, ooh, this guy can go to piss out of the football, he's, he's semi-mobile, we'll get him some stuff in there, blah, 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 like there's a couple zone reads here and there, but more to throw the ball off the zone read, then that's where you can go with it. But you're going to tell me the hooker has the advantage? Do hookers coming off however many years in a row of learning the same system out of a new system? It is four to five years of the same system ingrained in his head to now you have right now until the end of one season with – you're not on the practice field yet. Yeah. Right. So how many practice reps are you really going to get in 15 when you got four guys? Well, and that's, that's I was, what I'm saying. So unless it's a solidified, hey, this team has nobody and you're just going to come in and play. Look at, uh, and this is, dude's a, a, he was a really good player at Notre Dame, but he, uh, Malik Zaire went down to Florida. Everybody's like, oh, he's a shoe in Ended up being number two. See what I, like it does, just because you transfer doesn't mean you instantly come in and go, he's a guy because he's a senior transfer that can learn a system. He had the same system his whole career. Now you're learning a new system like that, trying to play. That's why he doesn't have an edge to me. He can probably he can play, but to me, he doesn't have that edge on everybody else. Yeah, you brought you were starting to bring up something that I wanted to ask you. It's like how how feasible is it to actually give these four guys legitimate reps to learn something about them? Because like you're taught, you're 15 practices that includes the 15. spring game, so real yeah. less than that. For four yeah. dudes to split reps, how do you even do that? You throw the book at them, and then you weed it down real quick. And and you well, think that's, that's the biggest way to do it. When I say throw the book, I don't mean go out there and run stuff you're going to run week 10 of a season in day one. That's not feasible. But you literally say, hey, we're installing this much on day one. like, And it's going to be more than just right. – we're going to start running concepts, running game. We're doing this so the O-line can make sure that they know how their steps are and their schematics so we can see the running back steps. you got to start weeding these things out early because, like I was saying comments earlier, dude, we got to rebuild this roster. That is a 100% fact. How do you do that? Do you slow play it? No. What does that do for anybody? Right. right? It is a results-based business, like we said last year. We've got to find who can pick this up and who can run our schemes right now. So that that's how you weed out four guys in a competition. Not to say you're not going to give two other guys or three other guys or whoever any reps after the first four days, but you you should randomly start seeing somebody or one or two guys reps start randomly increasing by five or ten a day over the other guys. Okay. And if that happens, that should be inside of hey, these two guys are picking up more than those two. Not that the other two aren't going to get more reps. Right, not that an injuries come into play, all that stuff, but that's that's how it's been done in the past. Where if you got a new coach and you got to see who can pick up what early, you don't want to go to training camp saying, "All right, well now we can see who can pick this up." Now you're behind the eight ball. You're competing against the teams that have solidified staffs, players for years and years. The only other one that's really on the same level is Auburn because they're learning new staff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's a little different subject. South Carolina. So, yeah, 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 yeah. South Carolina. That's a good one too. So you, but think about it. We're having to say that till we're competing against, <laughs> right? And yeah. There's no slight. That is no slight. Their brand is not the power team. No doubt. So how we build that above them as we go out here and we say, hey, let's see who can legitimately pick us up like that, and let's start competing with those. Interesting. So I, you know, I was kind of, 
I, what Trey Wallace said, I thought sounded good. Now, hearing you talking about Bailey and what you think about Bailey, it makes me even more intrigued because I think Mauer's probably just off to the side. You have to find out what Hooker can do early and then see how valuable he can be. And then you do, but I mean, never mind. I have I have opinions on transfer. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. And that, that makes a lot of sense. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Friday. Jonathan Crompton in for Zach Bingham. What position group do you think can have the quickest success next season uh, under Josh Heupel? What position group do you think can have the quickest success next season under Josh Heupel? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys uh, about Calvin and Subtle and CalvinandSubtle.com. If you are looking for some new hardwood floors, if you want to – Build the equity in your home in the mid-state. Great way to do that is with Calvin and Subtle and brand new hardwood floors. They are efficient and they are high quality. They can be in and out of your house, project done in two weeks. That's incredible because getting new floors can be a pain in the ass and you don't want that to be elongated and drag out there. But Calvin and Subtle do a fantastic job. Their customer service is high quality stuff uh, right there with their hardwood flooring material. CalvinandSubtle.com is where to go. Guys, MGM, bet MGM app today. Let's do it. Y'all get on, I'll get on. We'll, we'll, we'll have some phones and parlays. Use code A to Z sports to receive a risk-free bet up to $600. Bet MGM is the king of sports books. Bet MGM app has innovative parlays, guys. Boosted odd specials, which we all know is fun. And game props and more. Let's go. Betting DM app download today. Yep, do it right there. Promo code A to Z Sports. I'm gonna have a parlay for tonight. I'll talk about that um, on the A to Z Sports Pick Show at two o'clock Take Central Kansas. Time. Take, no, not Kansas. Screw Kansas. <laughs> Kansas cost me over a hundred bucks last night. Uh, everything else in my parlay hit, but Kansas. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> ah, ah. It's just like UTEP. Like you struggle with the UTEP minors. Like what in the world? What in the world? Okay, <clears throat> so what? Position group has the quickest success next season. Matt says quarterback. Ronnie says quarterback. Um, Clayton with receivers. Cole says QB wide receivers and DB. Juan says wide like receiver. It, Cole, I like it. Wide receiver group, super talented and exciting. Quarterback from Brent. Wide receiver from Chris. There's a solid young talent that will probably get a ton of reps, and a lot of playing time. Dom says receivers, a lot of potential. Uh, definitely wide receiver from Daniel. D-line from Big Ten Jeff that he says the wide receivers too dependent on the quarterback. And we just talked about the quarterbacks oh. and there being four of them. And that might be difficult. But uh, what is your answer to this question, Crump? It's funny that you just read Jeff's. That's kind of where I was going. Ah. I like what everybody said on the wide receivers, but I'm going quarterback only because the talent of the wide receiver. Right? Meaning when we find our guy, he is going to benefit from the talent at the wide receiver position. Especially in a, in a system like this, you rely on that. It's football. It's the ultimate team sport. Right? Quarterback gets a lot of credit and a lot of blame. So that's why the quarterback position is going to get a lot of credit in this situation because of the wide receivers. Ethan Ramsey <laughs> says cornerback because they will actually adjust to cover the slant. Yes. We got a slant comment today. Yes. I, I I hated me and you halftime and post game shows for Man, ten games. Bring it back nightmares. Like we like we were actually like cheering the cancellation of that yes. damn bowl game 
so we didn't have to watch this defense give up 10 catches and 120 yards on only slants last season. I felt like every team was like, oh, hey, Tua threw a lot of slants at Alabama. Let's just run slants against Tennessee. It worked for them. Oh, sorry. Nightmares. It was ridiculous. Thanks for bringing that back up. Yeah, I know, right? Nightmares about the damn slant. The simplest thing you could run as a wide receiver. Josh and Victor are bringing up the running back position. And I find the running back position interesting because Ty Chandler's gone. Eric Gray, gone. Those guys were your tandem, right? Like you had like Jabari Small who looked okay in like a dozen and a half carries last year. You get a, a Juco and, and, transfer and, and, and Evans. Not a lot of really meaningful time, though. Right. Um, you know, that's a ballsy call, though. That's a ballsy pick as running back, and I don't, I don't hate it. Because originally I was going to say I was going to take a cop way out and go the offensive skill groups. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I, you just can't do that. Because no. I'm, I'm very intrigued by the running back position. Very intrigued because – Hey, let's see who our breakout guy is, right? Well, it, there's, it could there's a lot of dudes. Yeah, there's a lot of guys who were, you know, Eric Gray's talented. Eric Gray's fantastic. And it sucks that he's going to Oklahoma with about several other Vols. But as Huff brings up, you've got D Beckwith, Jeremy Banks. I don't know what I don't know what to think of Jeremy Banks. Like, should Jeremy Banks play linebacker or should he play running back? He had fumbling issues dude, at how, running back. He how can't how long do- has this dude been on the team? I feel like he has been there for 14 years. It feels that way because he's made too many headlines. Yeah, and but that, that's kind of where I'm going. D Beckwith is interesting. You got T Hodge, uh, Lenith Whitehead, uh, Evans, the, the Juco guy. You know, you've got names and bodies there, but you have zero production. And so that's, but again, maybe you know that's, hey, that, that can be a good thing. That's what I was about to go into. Maybe it's the same thing like you're talking about with quarterback is you don't have, you know, you know, any you start fresh, clean slate for all these guys, and you just yeah. see who rises to the top two. And that it's kind of like when you play a freshman at certain or pretty much every position. It's especially true for right? Game one or two of the season, it's one of those that they don't know what they don't know. Right? So they're almost out there not winging it, but going, man, like we should have done that, but we're ooh, maybe we'll start working on stuff like that. Maybe that's what happens with the running back position because we don't have a guy that's really played, right? Yeah. So that that can be an advantage. It can be a disadvantage, yes, but it can be an advantage because you – hell, they don't know what you don't know right now. They're it, just going to go out there and just going to play backyard football at running back. Make crazy cuts. Maybe where they shouldn't, but then you go, hey, man, it worked, right? Don't overthink it. And that that's what I like about not having a solidified running back. Danny says that Brent nailed it earlier when Brent brings up which of these running backs has uh, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. And we don't necessarily know that uh, right now. But And then the scary part of this, who can pass protect? And what are the, and what I don't know is like, what are the pass protection responsibilities for a Josh Heupel offense running back? I, I don't know. Like, is that guy running a lot of routes or is he staying in to protect a bunch? Ty Chandler was, better in pass pro than Eric Gray was, which is why Eric Gray had to come off the field. Um, and so you see that with the Titans and Derrick Henry. He's not that great in pass protection. And so you have to find somebody that you can trust. And I, and that's very important, especially 
with with whatever quarterback's going to win the job and get the reps is is having that running back that that knows what to do mentally there. But that's where it also falls on the coaches, and I think that they do a good enough job, or they will do a good enough job of figuring out who can and who can't. And if let's hypothetically say we don't have a guy that really can pass pro to the standard, that's where it's on your job to get creative and find ways around that. Yeah, with like certain to- certain play actions, you know, just random things that you can do to freeze a guy for half a second to give the quarterback that extra half a second time that would be there with a pass pro that we don't have. That I don't know if these guys can or can't. They don't know if they can or can't yet. But hypothetically, that but that's where it relies on the coaches to come up with those schematics just in case they can't. Yeah, my answer to this question is uh, which position has the quickest success. I think the receivers are studs. Like I, I really do. I, I really right. like the athletic and uh, ability and the talent. Overall, I think Vellish Jones Jr. and Jalen Hyatt have big breakout opportunities in this offense. Like, Vellish Jones Jr., they just couldn't figure out how to get him the ball. There were so many problems last year with the offense because of the he should not be named, right? Like, it's it's he is yeah. now Voldemort status and with Tennessee fans. But um, I, I'm very excited to see what they can do, what they become, what they can become in the passing yeah. game, and can they scheme them. Yak, can they scheme open some yard after catch ability to make big plays where a lot of that was just lacking so much? I love Palmer, and I think Palmer has a legitimate NFL career ahead of him for you know five to seven year NFL career. I think he's that talented as a wide receiver, but he was hurt so much over the last couple of years by the quarterback play that he is probably not going to be, you know, drafted as high or make as much money out of the gates as he should have. Uh, but I, I think these wide receivers are very impressive, and I'm excited to watch what they can do dependent on the quarterback, like Jeff said earlier in the show, no doubt about that. It, it is, and that, but that's why I – that's the only reason I went the opposite of quarterback because I think the this year I think the receivers, as long as they stay healthy, are going to make the quarterback look better. Yep. Which in turn – going to make them more confident in throwing the 50-50 balls, which will now have the receivers have a breakout year if we can get to that point. So it, it that's why I like those two specific. All right, Crump, let's get to our end-of-show topic here. We do this every Friday, so uh, share your good news if you got it. What's your good news this week? Ain't that good news every Friday Here on the show, Crompton's ready to go with his good news. I've got mine. We'll read your comments here in a second. Real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Unfortunately, injuries are a part of life. People get hurt. Friends and loved ones get hurt. Sometimes I get hurt. So I know where to go. Boneandjointtn.org. And there are dozens of doctors will help me get back to uh, health and regular life as quickly as possible. And that rehab facility is fantastic uh, for, for physical rehab right there. Sport ortho, state-of-the-art facilities, both in Franklin and in Nolensville at boneandjointtn.org. Guys, one more time. I don't think you've been listening to me enough. BetMGM app, right? Download it right now. Go on your phone, download it, use code A to Z Sports to receive the risk-free bet up to $600. BetMGM is the king of sports books. They've got innovative parlays, boosted odds specials, game props, and more, right? Go right now, download BetMGM app. Let's get some parlays going. I'm going to research my parlay for tonight, 
and the A to Z Sports Pick Show. I'll be on that with our guy Brian Edwards at 2 p.m. Central Time. Ain't that good news here on this Friday to send us the weekend? Jeff Rubel, my good news. Birthday was yesterday. Happy belated birthday there, Jeff. Happy birthday. I got some money from the family and getting a new windshield for my car. That's great because, you know, if you got a cracked windshield, the only thing you see when you're driving is the crack in the windshield. So that's very uh, annoying. Louis says the sun is bright. Good news. It happens right in front of the driver, too. (laughs) The only place it happens. Uh, Dom says, good news. I will be serving as the inside linebackers coach and assistant DC at a 5A school here in Memphis. Won't say names because it's not official yet, but in the works. Well, Dom, we will hope that everything gets official and things are signed where you can share that in – because Dom's a big uh, big follower of the show and watches every day, and I, I think it'll be fun uh, to get a little uh, high school football updates from Dom next football season if this becomes official. So good news there. Aaron says, my good news is my birthday is coming up on the 29th, and on that day of the show, he'd like a shout-out. Well, if you're here on the 29th and you tell us it's your birthday, we'll, uh, we'll make that happen for you there, Aaron. Alex is good news. Uh, a day to remember dropped their new album today. I don't know who that is. Do you? Do you know who a day to remember is? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. No, I don't either. I have no idea. No, no clue. Uh, Evan says getting out of work at two for winning a contest yesterday, and it's day drinking weather. Um, it is definitely day drinking. It is you. definitely day drinking weather. It's no doubt about that. Uh, I agree on that. So, Crompton, what is your good news? As Donald says, good effort on the pun. Yes, yes I tried. Uh, All right, what's your good, good news, news My good news, I don't want to be Debbie down, right? Oh. Okay? Meaning yeah. why I'm saying this. Good news is for my mother, Janet Crompton. Um, she battled COVID on a ventilator for, a ventilator for almost a month. Wow. Um, she is now home. She was in the hospital 54 days. Wow. She is now home. Um, doing really well, working her tail off. So good news is that my mom is home and looks to going to be all right. Um, it was a very rough time for a while. At almost two full months in the hospital. So said, I don't want to be Debbie Downer today in my good news, but I'm very ecstatic that my mother, first off, is still here. Second off, able to be home. And guys, don't ever take for granted, able to talk to friends and loved ones. Cause you just never know when this really hit home with me. No, no doubt. That's uh that's scary stuff. And I'm glad she's home. That's a long time. And uh, I'm sure those 54 days felt like 154. Oh, dude, it was, it was very, very hectic, but like I said, I'm very, very thankful. And for everybody that sent texts and prayers and all that, I appreciate it. You know, I can't respond to every text. I'm just really bad at it, I'm but sure. m- much appreciated. You know, people won't understand how much it really means to us and our family. No, that's that's fantastic. I'm glad you shared that. Uh, great news there. Mama Crump, as uh, Evan says, is home, feeling better, uh, and on her way to being back. That's awesome. So to end the week, my good news here on this Friday is it's been a big week for A to Z. Buck Rising started his new show on 104.5 The Zone on Wednesday. I will actually be making my debut appearance on Buck's show at 11 o'clock central time, we're going to talk a little Titans draft stuff. So I'll be on uh, Buck's new show on 104.5 The Zone. His show is now from 10 to 1 central time. So that's big for A to Z sports. And 
we're not done with that. We've got more things coming next Uh-oh. week. I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got like three meetings. We have not just me, Zach and I have like three meetings already scheduled next week that I'm very excited about. Uh, and some more news that's going to come out next week that we are very excited about. So the A to Z good news is not ending with just Buck's show today. Buck's going to crush it. He's already done a great job. It's just been two days, uh, but he's, he's done a great job through two days so far. Uh, so we're very excited about uh, mm-hmm. what 2021 is starting and what it's going to be this year for A to Z sports. I, I, I like this one comment about A to Z's taking over the world. So for everybody, in case, does there? I hope everybody's seen Austin Powers. Okay. I actually have not. My name's Austin, and I have not watched Austin friend. Powers because I got way I got so many freaking Austin Powers jokes in like elementary and middle school that it made me just hate it and boycott it. Okay, well for everybody, I felt like Doctor Evil today. I'm sitting here with my cheese. <laughs> He's sitting on my lap, purring. While we're doing the show, so I've just been hanging out with my cat all day, literally just sitting on my lap, going, petting him. I'm sort of going, I feel like Doctor Evil right now. There you go. So, everybody, meet. I just want everybody to say, "This is cheese." You know, (laughs) cheese meet the world, right? So, yeah, fantastic. Couldn't help but address all that comment. Fantastic. No, that's absolutely great. Uh, A to Z world coming soon. A to Z sports, Dallas, A to Z sports, Nashville, A to Z sports, Kansas city and A to Z sports, planet earth on the way. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Again, buck show in the zone starts uh, in less than an hour at 10 central time. I'll be on there at 11. Then I'll be back with our guy, Vegas insider, Brian Edwards at two o'clock central time. Uh, for some picks this weekend. Got to get my parlay in the work. In the work. So hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you later on. See you later. Enjoy the sunny weather out there. Crump, appreciate you filling in, man. Appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good weekend.